Hey look, mixing sound for your church can be a challenging task, but it's also a very important one because after all, you want to make sure that the people can hear the message clearly and that the music sounds its best. So whether you are a seasoned sound engineer or just getting started, this episode is for you next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other resources for your life and ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. This is episode number 397, but hey, who's 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 counting, right? Uh, my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing just peachy keen. Yeah, what are you up to? Um, no good. <laughs> I have a back-to-back going, to back-to-back meetings, right? We going have, to meetings and doing podcasts, yes. We've been having meetings a lot. One of, of my least here. favorite days is the ones filled with meetings. I like the ones when I look at the calendar like, ooh, I can yeah. just do stuff that's on my list, not stuff that I other people need me to do. Yeah. Meetings sometimes, uh, sometimes they're essential, sometimes they're not. But I'm glad that we're doing today's podcast. Uh, Before we get to our guest, we have uh, another webinar coming up. It is happening September 12th. It is happening 12 noon Eastern time. What's this webinar all about and how can people be involved? This new webinar, uh, this next webinar is new technology to connect with your seniors. We have a special guest for bringing in a group that has been working with seniors for quite a while, and they've developed some technology that I think um, those that have seniors in their lives will be able to take advantage of. So, All right. So it's it's some technology that uh, is very simple for seniors to actually have. And uh, we'll uh, we'll just tell you right now, we're working with a company called ViewClix, that um, is where you're doing this webinar on. So it's a free webinar. You can sign up by going where? Going to webinar.streamingchurch.tv. Webinar.streamingchurch.tv. Sign up. It's free. It'll, it'll be about a half hour. We'll have some Q&A. But uh, I think this is this is a great little tool here that I think a lot of people will, will really like, especially if you have yeah. seniors in your life. And right? it's, it's, it's now um, more of a ministry tool as well. So it applies to the ministry, and ministries can use this too. <clears throat> yeah. I get a little, their seniors in their group. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great tool to reach your seniors. And you know, I get a little, uh, I get triggered now when we start talking about seniors. I don't know why that <laughs> is. But I'm, hey, I got to go to the mean, a movie with my son and I got the senior discount. It wasn't much, but uh, it was worth a couple of bucks to me. You know, and I was like, wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where did the time go? All right. Well, our next guest, uh, I'm going to introduce him. I'm going to read his bio. He uh, he might be as old as me, maybe older. Uh, he's been involved in the AV industry for over 40 years, and uh, much of that has been involved in, in working with Church AV. He's uh, filled many roles over the years, as I have, from integrator to engineer to manufacturer to rep to business owner. Uh, he's done a great deal of live events and touring, as well as uh, working with design and engineering sales integration training. Worship leader. He's also the owner of Dynamic Audio Visual Systems. And James Denman is our guest today. James, how are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. So how old are you? How old do you think I am? <laughs> well, I mean, if you've been doing stuff for 40 years, you've got to be close to my well, age. I, I, I'm 55 this year, but I, You're started, 55. I started pretty young. Wow. Yeah, so okay. Well, I, I was uh, going to say, you don't look old, but I thought, you know, eh, this guy must uh, must be my age, but you're yeah. not. You're younger Phil than all mess of us. around. Phil, yeah, Phil, I, Phil I, is I, not shy. I, I cheat a little bit on the numbers, probably. I started uh, working <laughs> audio in my church when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of go back to that point. And I uh, just kind of realized I had a little bit of a gift for it at that point. My son, so, uh, my son was, I think, six or seven when he started doing audio for his children's church. Nice. The church I pastored. And then when he when we moved back here to Tucson, uh, he helped run sound here for the adults. But anyhow, so, yeah, so that's a legitimate stat. That's legit. You know, at our at our church, we've got a guy that runs the sound, the web sound board, and he's probably 12. That's yeah, I guess. Yeah, I tell you, that's uh, a, a that's great a job. Very good, very good place to start. Really, is start them young. The kids, um, and teenagers particularly, they can pick up so quickly on this technology because they've never known anything else. And whereas you know, guys our age, um, it wasn't quite this way when we were coming up. Yeah, so, you're you're right. Yeah. All right. So, the, what we thought we would talk about today are some things churches should understand about audio. Uh, for for in-house as well as streaming video. And I, I said to you when we were talking about this earlier, I said five things, but uh, you know, we've got about a half hour here, so we could do five, sure. we could do ten. Uh, but but I thought it would be good that we uh, talk a little bit about that because I have found we do streaming video. Our company is streamingchurch.tv, among other right. things that we do. But but I've always said audio is just as much 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 important, maybe even more important in some ways than video. Sure. <laughs> because, you know, because if People can't understand what you can. You have great video, but if your audio is not good, you know, people are not going to stick around. So, so that's right. the idea of today's podcast. So, uh, so let's, I'll let Steve Lacey kind of kick us yeah, off. Let's, let's, he likes, to, he likes um, to ask questions. To, uh, I don't know if I'm being redundant, but I thought I might ask the same question to another guest at one time, but um, maybe it's a different arena. But uh, the, what are the most common mistakes churches are making with their audio? What do you see the biggest problems? Okay. That's that's a little hard to say what the biggest problems are. I, I'm going to start by saying just training in general. Um, it, it's not uncommon at all to just take the first person that is willing to do it and throw them behind the mixing console. And in some cases, that's that's perfectly fine. You know, if you're in a small church where uh, you have a piano and an organ and, you know, there's no mic on the organ, of course, and there's a mic on the piano and a mic on the pastor and that's it, that's fairly easy to do. Um, but if you're in an environment where you are doing a, a contemporary style with a full band, you definitely need to have somebody who's got a little training under their belt and so understands how to do it. So is there, we were meeting in a school for a while and mm -hmm. I was, we were, you know, sapping out with whatever, you know, unload the trailer. Da, da, da. And I said, somebody said, we need a sound guy. And I go, well, um, I, I guess I can be taught to do the sound. And uh, after like one or two Sundays, they said, uh, we don't need you anymore. Uh, <laughs> And I think I did. I hope have... they were nice. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in it... broadcasting for a long time. And uh, in fact, one of the churches I was at, I was still in broadcasting. And they asked me one time, well, you're in radio. Uh, you should be able to mix sound. I'm like, right. 
no. <laughs> yeah, because I think what the deal was, I didn't have the ear for it. And I, yeah, there's, you talk about training, but isn't there, I mean, I have, I have a son who's a musician and he definitely has the ear for it where, whereas I'd be listening and go, Hmm, more cowbell, more cowbell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and it's funny that you mentioned a musician because that was kind of going through my head just because you're a musician doesn't necessarily mean you have the ear, um, to mix live sound. Uh, or broadcast for that matter. Musicians tend to put their instrument prominently in the mix. Um, I'm a bass player, <laughs> so I'm guilty of that as well. Sometimes putting a, a little, you know, mi- mixing a little bass heavy, but that's where part of the training comes in. If you have somebody that is a musician, should have a pretty good ear, but then teaching them how to do the balance, you know, the balancing act that you have. One of the things with church music in particular is the only thing that really makes it Christian music is the lyrics. Um, so they have to be on top, but they can't be so far up that it sounds unnatural with the rest of what's coming from the stage. And so it just some of that. Some people have a, a natural ability to do that, but it does just take time, experience, training. Uh, to learn how to meet that balance, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the, the you play bass. The we have a we have video switching now, and I'm a video switcher. And we have a we just started a new role for director, mm. and it's interesting because the uh, director's goes he goes keyboard shot keyboard shot, and then I'm realizing he plays keyboards. Yeah, so he, he's he's very interested in those keyboards. Where a keyboard shot is not a very great shot, in my opinion, but. Anyway, it's depends kind of funny. on the keyboard player, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because he's he's like, yeah, if he was a drummer, it'd probably be something else, but yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Right. And what are some other things here we can uh, well along with that training? I, th- I think one of the primary things that people misunderstand or fail to understand is equalization. And what that is, just for a brief excl- explanation, is across the frequency band, you can adjust higher or lower individual frequencies to make whatever instrument voice, whatever's coming through the system sound natural and sound as it should, or fit into your mix. Um, So there's uh, a lot that goes into that. I I think one thing I hear more than anything else is it's just too loud. And what I find 90% of the time is it's not really too loud. It's not equalized properly. And so when when the EQs are bad and the voices sound like this or you're trying to get them to cut through the mix and they're EQ'd wrong, then it it gets painful <laughs> and it it can truly um, hurt your ears and not be all that loud. So, so it's, it's sort of like the argument of what's the difference between music and noise. Yeah. Uh, kind of depends on who you are. Yeah. But, uh, so EQ on something. So. I mean, all right, so I'm I'm listening to this pod. I'm a pastor or an associate pastor and I'm listening to this podcast. Uh so I should I should make sure everything's EQ'd. I mean, is there a school for that? How how do I learn how to EQ? Uh are there YouTube videos? I mean, should we no, just call you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could learn to do brain surgery on YouTube. So there's <laughs> there are YouTube videos. My recommendation is um sit down at your mixing console and just play with it. 
take a channel, take a microphone and turn the knobs and see what they do. And that's the the best way, I believe, to really learn real time what turning this knob is going to do. People get afraid of it. And I understand that because you certainly don't want to do that in the middle of your worship service and then get yourself in a position where you don't know how to get out of it. Um, there's some beauty to digital uh, mixing consoles in that you can always go back. You can hit recall and and go straight back. Um, but yeah, you've got to get in there and, and kind of mess with it. Um, I have over the years developed some basic things that I always do which we probably don't want to go in, into here because it's a lot of techie talk, but that I always do when I sit down at the mixing console for the first time, as far as equalization goes. Another point to that is when you have a system installed, or if you have your system tuned up, have somebody come and take a look at it, have them do an overall system EQ makes a big difference. If it's EQ'd to the room then the individual channel EQs can be a whole lot easier. If you're trying to fight against the system itself in the room, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, I've been in those battles before. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> the um, your your comment about the that it's too loud, and and then it's typically the EQ that really hits home with me because I remember well a couple of things. I went to you know, I told you I, I got into this movie at a discount here and. As I first got in the movie, I'm like, this thing is just so loud. It's annoying, you know, mm -hmm. just the sound effects and stuff. But then as I got involved with the movie, all that went away. You know, I didn't, right. I didn't, um, I didn't realize it. I, they didn't turn it down. I'm sure. I'm sure they, <laughs> it, it may have even gotten louder. You know, this is, I went to saw Gran Turismo. So a lot of, mm. a lot of car sounds and stuff. And initially I was just, you know, but when you're in the moment, it just, it just kind of moves you along. Right. So I kind of, and then I remember coming, had an old boss that I invited to my church. He was coming into town and he was, they were holding their ears and it was really, I thought just really loud. And I actually talked to the sound guy, like, why did we, why is it so loud? And now I'm realizing, I think it wasn't any louder because our sound guy, he's got a, a decibel meter thing that's mm -hmm. sitting on the desk up there. And I'm sure everyone that comes and runs sound says, don't let it get over. Well, what's the number? Tell me what, what's the reasonable number for, for, uh, for church service. I guess it depends on the type of music, right? But it, well, and it depends on the venue as well. Um, if you're in a really reverberant room, um, you know, a cathedral, <laughs> you really can't get it too loud because with all of the reverberation, it will, overwhelm the space and it'll get to the point that it's just saturated. Um, so you have to keep the levels down. Uh, contrasting that, I used to attend a church that for a while met in a movie theater and movie theaters tend to be very, very dead spaces acoustically. So um, we had, we would do the whole thing you were talking about, come in, set up on Sunday morning and set up the stage and set up the sound system and, and all of that. And I could run 110 decibels in there wow. uh, because we had a, we had a good sound system. We had it EQ'd properly, good, just good equipment all the way across the board. And it was not painful at all. Now I didn't run 110 all the time, but I could easily run a hundred with, with no problem at all. And, and nobody ever complained about it being too loud because wow. of the space. So it's it's hard to say a specific um, decibel level level. The church 
that I tend now and where I mix, um, they want us to stay around 90, but I've been known to, to push that a little bit. And, um, I think a lot of it has to do with the way I've set the console up and, you know, I'm able to get away with it a little bit. So, so give us references. And I, cause I was, my range was, was off, I think. Um, okay. You know, rock concert jet taken off. What do you know? Those, those levels are T- typical, just speech. If I'm sitting, talking to you across the table, having coffee is going to be around 65 to 70 decibels. Oh, okay. Um, Jet taking off is probably, they say the threshold of pain is around 120. Um, I think the loudest sound ever recorded, uh, at least created by a human being, was the space shuttle taking off. And I forget what the decibel level was. There was like 160, 170. Hmm. Very, very high. So um, that's kind of your range. Rock concerts, I feel like they make mix them way too loud because you can certainly damage people's hearing. Um, and sometimes they approach the 120 level. Um, so, you know, we were, uh, cert- at my church, uh, I'm retired now, but I was the executive pastor and we did kind of, this was just a few years ago. We, we ran into that kind of controversy again, mm-hmm. you know, it's too loud, it's too loud. It's not loud enough. And, and I finally, I looked up what, what Disney, what Disney oh. world was doing and I mm-hmm. think it was like around 79 decibels. If I can, re- I can't remember exactly. It might've been 79, might've been 89. I don't know, but we basically yeah. use that as a guide. Right. <laughs> and it, it made everybody seem pretty happy with that, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what they, what they were doing, but yeah. And a lot of that does just absolutely depends on your space. Right. Uh, and your crowd too. I mean, you, yeah. you have to take, take into account, you know, who your, who your audience is and the way I, the way I always approach being a mix engineer is I look at it now I have a musical background, but I look at it sort of like playing an instrument. Uh, And my job is to interpret what the people on the platform are doing to interpret that for the audience. Um, So that takes into account volume, how you're mixing the different instruments, uh, how you're doing equalization. So I'm very active. When I mix, I, I really hate to see somebody stand there with their arms folded the entire service and never touch yeah. anything. Yeah, because uh, songs but, are different. Songs come off different, uh, different instruments, uh, different vocals. Right. Every song can be a little different, uh, so especially if you're talking a band, you know. Mm-hmm. So are you tweaking to experiment? Do you like, eh, let's bring this treble up a little bit on the No, I'm, I'm typically guitar. not tweaking that. I'm, I'm doing more of like a fader jockey, you know, moving the the faders up and down. So you're bringing, let's say uh, you get to the point where the guitar has a, a lead that he's playing, bring it up a little bit, bring it back down, um, mixing the vocals. If there's really rich harmonies, you may want to, you know, bring in uh, the harmony parts a little bit. Um, effects. Uh, I like to use delay, a lot of delay on vocals. Uh, it can be used to great effect, but you don't want to use it all the time. So you bring it in at the end of a phrase, you take it out um, for the rest of the phrase. So that the vocal is very clear, but it has a little sparkle to it as well. So there's there's a lot involved. Um, certainly, you don't have to do all these things to make, to have a good mix and to make mm-hmm. it sound good. But those things just add to it and come with experience and going back to the training portion. Yeah, so 
you mentioned, so if I'm, you know, if I had spent my two weeks and they, they didn't fire me, but I wanted to get better. Um, you're talking, you said you can learn to do brain surgery on YouTube. Is there, right. is there, uh, introductory things that people should learn versus intermediate things that people should know versus advanced things people should know, or is there, how do you walk somebody along the, that path or. Yeah, I would say the, the first thing to approach if you're trying to look at YouTube is um, which, whatever piece of equipment you're trying to learn about, specifically search for that. So I know there are tutorials for every mixing console that's on the market. There's tutorials about microphones and direct boxes, probably cables. I've never checked to see. But learn how to use uh, the mixing console that you're standing behind for sure. And um, their tutorials start from the very beginning, from setting it up, taking it out of the box and turning it on to more intricate routing and equalization and all that sort of thing. With Because every console is a little bit different. And um, I know for a fact that they there are hundreds if not thousands of videos on youtube going through those processes there are also uh organizations that are dedicated <clears throat> to training church tech folk um so they're worth having a look at as well something we do as well um you know and it's nice to be able to set up on a saturday morning bring in breakfast and coffee and and just go through a session teaching people how to use the equipment that they have there in their individual church. Okay. So getting back to these five elements, what's, um, <laughs> what's the next one on our list here? That's a good question. I've got a list here. <laughs> um, the first one I had on my list actually was what you buy matters. And what I meant by that, is that everything in the chain makes a difference. So it starts with your microphone or your direct box uh, or your cable, depending, or your instrument for that matter. Um, and if you're not providing a good source material, when it comes out the other end at the speakers, there's not much you can do with it. Um, if if what I'm getting as an engineer is is not good, a good source, I can't fix that. I can't make it good if it's not good to begin with. I might be able to make it better, but I can't make a poor singer sound good. Um, and <laughs> yeah, people have used that in, as me as an example for that too in the past. Oh, have they? <laughs> but, but I digressed. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, and that's not to say that you need to spend, you know, top dollar on everything that you buy, but you do need to evaluate and make sure uh, that you're getting good quality equipment. Um, one of my biggest headaches these days as a business owner is, uh, and it's happened a lot recently, I'll have uh, someone call me and say, hey, we bought this stuff. Can you come install it? And, um, you know, okay, sure, we'll do that. But. 99% of the time I have to explain to them why this is not really the correct product for the, for what they're trying to accomplish. Just an example, this has nothing to do with sound, but uh, a customer of mine 
had regular stage lighting, incandescent stage lighting, and they wanted to upgrade to LED. So instead of calling me and saying, hey, how do we go about doing this? They just bought it online. And we're told that it's a direct plug and play replacement for what you have. And that was not the case at all. And um, see that with, with audio, people tend to think that, oh, we can just throw speakers up. Doesn't matter where they go. It doesn't matter what brand they are. Doesn't matter, you know, what the it's, specs are on <laughs> on the equipment. Are there suites of equipment that play well together? That uh, certainly um, there are. there are, but um, and some of that has also is affected by your space and what you're doing for sure. Um, if you're talking about just speech, that's one thing. If you're talking about a full band, that's something else entirely. Yeah, so no, we, we get the same thing here. Which we do streaming video, and we we get churches mm -hmm. that will buy other equipment. We have recommendations we on our website, and we always We're are right. available. But people buy something and go, "Hey, how do I make this work?" And you're looking at it, going, "Okay, that's probably not the best thing. That's not something I would buy." <laughs> right, but how can I make it work? Right, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that's that's part of the job. Yeah. So, are there things? What I'm trying to get at is, um, you know, all the way from the instrument to the speaker, there's mm -hmm. a chain of things going on. And um, if I invest in, you know, I spend all my money on the speaker and, you know, I assume people make mistakes of, of investing in components along that flow that aren't going to work well in that flow or not, or I'm going to spend a bunch of money. It's not going to make any difference at all. Is right. there, is that, is how do you look at that and how do you make that evaluation you know on the what to buy thing a lot of it would yeah. be determined on what you already have right outside sure. of what you're looking to replace is absolutely the, is there a heart in here that's got to be that you know does the does the soundboard is that the the heart of the whole thing and you know how does all that what's the main piece these, yeah what's yeah. the main piece and if i spend a bunch of money i should spend it on the this Right. You know, uh, if you're going to spend a bunch of money, first of all, can I give up my phone number? Real quick? <laughs> um, no, um, I, I can't say for sure that there is one specific piece. I mean, the main pieces that you have in your system are the input, the pass through and the output. Right. So you have your input being your microphone, your instrument, your direct boxes. Um, there are there's been really great advancement in microphone technology um, in the past decade or so that has brought the cost down significantly. You can actually buy a fairly inexpensive microphone that sounds pretty good these days. That wasn't always the case. Uh, and that's a good thing. Um, the same can be said for mixing consoles there. You can still spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a mixing console if you want to. The vast, vast, vast majority of churches are not going to do that and they don't need to. Um, the technology has gotten better and the price has gotten lower. And that's a very good thing as well. Um, the, the first thing I would say do before you make a big investment is talk to a professional. Um, that's, that's the easiest way to, to answer that question because there's not, I can't say there's one brand that you should buy over everything else, uh, or there's one component. Um, one thing we certainly try to do because every church is dealing with a budget, right? And many of those churches' budgets are not large. Uh, 
So if you have equipment that is functional and can function in the system as it should, then we want to make use of that. And uh, sometimes you come across a situation where someone in the past made a purchase that was a very good purchase and that's still a good product and still can be utilized. Um, even if it's, you know, aging, um, sort of like we were talking about ourselves, they can make use of us. Um, but, uh, so I, I hate to dance around. I'm not really trying to dance around the question, but I, I can't say, I can't pinpoint one particular piece of equipment that's going to be important, you know, the most important because they all work together. And yeah. it's one thing we try to emphasize a lot is that what we design is not a group of components, but a system, uh, a system that will work together and do what it is uh, it's designed to do. Ultimately, if that's done correctly, the end product is easy to use. Uh, whereas if it's not done correctly, then it can be very difficult to use uh, in a satisfactory manner. Yeah. So in other words, one size does not fit all. And That's correct. Things that you've mentioned since the very beginning here, James, is, you know, what's your facility like? What's your space like? What kind of what's the, the genre of the music? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all those kind of things factor in. So guess what? We're out of time. But oh, geez. Uh, but we can do that. We can carry on and we can do this another time. We can keep going here. But, James, I want people that we're talking with James Dedman here. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? You were talking about consult an expert. Well, you're you're an expert. So how can people get a hold of you? Uh, well, they can go to our website at dynamicavsystems.com. Um, you can email me directly at james at dynamicavsystems.com. Uh, or our phone number, we're in the Atlanta area, 770-910-2831. Uh, we will, we're happy to, to talk with you regardless of where you are in the country. Uh, we've done work, gosh, I was counting it up the other day in something like 30 states at this point. Wow. So uh we're focused primarily on the southeast but we'll travel wherever we're needed okay and you could do some things uh with zoom probably and absolutely coach some people through some things with equipment mm -hmm. those kind of things so i think that yeah. would be good I, sound is audio is just so important you know uh because if people are not having a good experience sound wise you know it's, <laughs> it's just, very uncomfortable <laughs> it's just un yeah exactly it's uncomfortable and uh, it just does not make for a good experience. All right. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time here, but we, we definitely need to have you on again. I'd be and, happy uh, to. Yeah. And again, if if you miss some of that and you're go driving on the road, you can always reach out to us. We can connect you up with James Dedman. Just uh, just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv or just visit streamingchurch.tv. That's that's what we do here. And we can uh, there's a chat box and all that stuff. So a lot of good things going on here. This has been great. Uh, very helpful information. And uh, I think uh, uh, our people are going to get a lot out of this. And so, James, we really do appreciate your time here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. And uh, I hope I didn't uh, talk too too techy the whole time. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I think I think it's good information. And again, uh, you're available as a resource for people. And that's kind of what we do here. Uh, we like yep. to connect people up with resources and do that as well. So, all right. All so right. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time today. And uh, most of all, we sure appreciate our listeners or, or viewers, depending on what platform you're watching us on. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time here with this episode. My name is Phil Thompson. We'll catch you again next time on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. Please take care of yourselves and each other.